0: Good morning, Colorado. You're listening to the Daily Sun Up with the Colorado Sun. It's Tuesday, November 21st. Today, we continue our series into the high cost of Colorado with reporters Tamara Chung and Jennifer Brown on how inflation has impacted the cost of eating at home, eating at a restaurant, and tipping. Before we begin, we'd like to thank our sponsor, the Colorado Department of Healthcare Policy and Financing. HCPF is raising awareness of the invaluable roles of direct care workers and the direct care workforce in Colorado. Direct care workers play a crucial role in enhancing the lives of individuals requiring assistance due to disability, age, or illness. Learn more about the impact of these workers and how to become one by visiting hcpf.colorado.gov direct-care-spotlight. Now, let's go back in time with some Colorado history. On this date in 1927, a deadly incident occurred at the Columbine Mine during a statewide coal strike in Colorado. Approximately 500 striking miners clashed with guards leading to the death of six miners when Colorado State Rangers opened fire on the unarmed crowd. This event, known as the Columbine Massacre, highlighted the intense labor disputes of the era. The strike against Colorado Fuel and Iron Company and Rocky Mountain Fuel Company was part of a broader conflict over declining coal demand and wages. Despite Governor William Adams' efforts to prevent violence by deploying the Rangers, bloodshed ensued. The strike continued until February 1928, with no legal repercussions for the Rangers. Josephine Roche, a board member of the Rocky Mountain Fuel Company, later became its president and began implementing worker-friendly policies. Today, a landfill covers the mine site and a memorial in Lafayette honors the fallen miners. Before we continue, choosing your health insurance plan can be difficult and confusing. The Colorado Sun is hosting a free virtual discussion on December 6th to help you learn to choose the best option. RSVP for free and submit your questions for the panelists by visiting coloradosun.com events. Now our feature story.
1: Hi, welcome back to the Setup Daily Podcast from the Colorado Sun and this is Tamara Chung. I'm a business reporter here at the Sun and we are going through um, a special, a different sort of uh, podcast uh, today as part of our High Cost Colorado series and today I've got Jennifer Brown again talking to me. Um, She has been tracking the cost of groceries while I looked into restaurants so we decided let's do the podcast together Hi, Jen. How's it going? Good. Great idea. Thanks for having me. So, you know, I wanted to start with you since um, I'm asking the questions, at least this first one, and you tackle grocery shopping. What's changed in the pandemic? You know, I know restaurants uh, cost a lot more or eating out costs a lot more. What about um, shopping and cooking dinner at home? Right. It costs so much, right? I mean,
2: we've been watching for months now, you know, these memes on social media of like, taking a picture of like just a few smattering of groceries and being like, how did this cost you know two hundred dollars when I went to the the grocery store? Um, so I decided to look into, you know as specifically as I could get some Colorado data on what we're spending here on food to eat at home every week and how that has changed. I went back to 2018 just to look at you know, the five year, increase in food at home costs. And one really interesting thing I found to me is just just what the pandemic did to our food spending and our food habits. And I think we've all felt this, but to see the numbers of it, I was just a little bit shocked. You know, COVID, if you look at like a chart of food inflation, there's this COVID blip that looks way out of whack until you understand, you know, why it was that way. And you know, really what I'm saying is that before the pandemic, um people in Colorado and basically around the nation spent roughly half of their food money on eating out and half of their food money on groceries. And then after the pandemic came, of course, that switched to like 80/20, right? Because we were all stuck at home and you know, we were getting groceries delivered or putting our masks on and going to the store. And so 80% of our food budget was going to groceries. And, you know, we spent about 20% um, getting food delivered by restaurants or takeout. And that has returned to basically 50-50. But what has not um, leveled out to where it was before is just the percentage of our total budgets, like our family budgets that we're spending on food, it's still um, much higher than it was um, before the pandemic. It went up um, to more than 11% of our budget now is going to food. And that was, you know, one of the biggest jumps that has been seen in, in I think, since the 80s or something. Um, so one thing I did find out, too, is just our habits have changed during covid and they've stayed that way for the most part you know we were we were all pretty bored right staying at home we had um no place to go we couldn't spend our money at the movies we spent it on food and we turned food into sort of a hobby it was like our entertainment for the day it was you know what groceries are we going to pick out And new recipe are we going to try and people got maybe you know a little bit pickier and you know we We can talk about people in the lower income brackets who, you know, had more food assistance, so had more money to spend on food because that was extended for so long after the pandemic. But people in middle and higher income brackets um, just started treasuring food a little bit more, I guess, going and looking at the farmers' market because it was outdoors and trying new things and um spending time making those. and, so, you know, we paid more because of inflation, but we also paid more because we wanted nice things and and food was one of the nice things that we could buy. So um, for, for a story I did for The Sun in one of our first high cost project stories was I picked out, you know, five grocery items that we commonly buy all the time and compared those costs um, today to 2018. And... It was astonishing. I mean, really, when you add them all up, it was like a 35% increase in those five years. And we're talking about a gallon of milk, a pound of hamburger, a loaf of bread, a dozen eggs, and coffee. Um, so things that people buy on a very regular basis. And, you know, they're spending 35% more today. So that is why it's so painful to go to the grocery store. Yeah, so we've we've done stories on that, and we have
1: more food stories coming up. You know, on my end, I looked at the same thing, but the cost of dining out, and uh, you know, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics and the Consumer Price Index, you know, eating out is up twenty eight point two percent since twenty twenty. You know, a lot of that is the cost of food has gone up, but for restaurants, and I talked to a. a couple of them, um, all of their costs have gone up, not not just food, but of course, labor, you know, minimum wage has gone up. So that's pushed some of those labor prices up. But but it's not just that. It's also, you know, supply shortages from the pandemic, you know, uh, you know, more policies that have been put in place, um, you know, and and even even though it may cost more uh, per hour to hire staff, there's still Some restaurants that are struggling with labor shortages, uh, they can't find enough people, you know, and and maybe it's because, you know, there's a lot more options for workers out there these days. And you really delved into
2: one food, right, Tamara? You looked at the cost of going out to eat and ordering a burger and like all the levels of what have gone into the increased price of that burger. It was a really popular story on our website recently with the very cool graphics. Tell us about that.
1: yeah, I, I think a lot of people can relate to the burger. i mean for for some people, I heard back that you know why not just cook it at home? You know, it's a lot cheaper than going to certain restaurants. Um, from other people, I've heard fifteen dollars is the average price. You know, what about all the fast food burgers? And, you know, I, I looked at burgers prices and compared them to what they were on archive menus, um, but also interviewed different restaurants. Like I talked to the Cherry Cricket, which is a popular restaurant in the Denver area Their Their base, you know, they call it um, the Cricket Burger and it is only eleven dollars and fifty cents. Uh, right now, but you know, that's up 30% since 2021, even, even though it, it may seem like a bargain compared to, you know, another place I interviewed their, their burger went up from 18 to $20. Um, you know, it's, it's the cost of everything, um, that restaurants are dealing with and the $15 actually comes from the Colorado restaurant association, which does lobby for restaurants, not really for necessarily for consumers. Um, But they did their own surveys. Like, how much has it cost you to, you know, for a burrito, to make a burrito or to do a burger or something like that? And, you know, obviously all their costs have gone up as well. And they came up with that stat that a burger in Colorado is now about $15 on average. Um, Of course, you're going to get some that are higher and some that are lower.
2: Right. And I found that too with the the grocery shopping, you know. Um. So I did, a lo- I did a lot of research looking at, you know, U.S. Bureau of Labor's stats and, you know, they go back decades showing you like how much is a sack of potatoes or a loaf of bread or a tomato per pound and tried to compare those to, you know, what they say is the average price today for our region. Um, but even if you go, you know, look around Colorado, there are such varying prices. But, you know, we can still tell that these prices are up, you know, 25, 35, even more percent. Um, and, you know, then I I did this cook a chicken dinner for, you know, a traditional Sunday meal of a roasted chicken and mashed potatoes and a pie and um, went grocery shopping for those items and didn't really try to bargain price, just bought them. And, even though like the average price in our region right now for a whole chicken is supposed to be $6.50, the one I bought was close to 12 bucks. So it really just depends on when you're walking into the store. And, you know, I think we're all, we're all feeling it. And um, at least we can like share in this uh, misery together. And I mean, one other thing that uh, you looked at, Tamara, that I know is a real talking point for so many people right now is is tipping. You know, you can't really go into most businesses anymore without being asked to leave a tip. And we're talking about places that haven't asked for tips before. So tell us how tipping may have
1: changed in, in recent times. Yeah. So I actually looked at data as well. And um, some of it comes from archives, Zagat Guide data on average tips restaurants had and and some of these are actually based on Denver data and for the last couple decades it has been pretty traditional for folks in the Denver area or maybe Colorado to tip between 18 and 20%, you know that sounds reasonable, you know, full service restaurant, you want to reward good service, right? But if you think about that, if your meal used to be $50 and now it's 80 Uh, and you're still tipping 20%, you know, that is going from, let's see, that's going from $10 to $16. So it's $6 more than what you used to tip. I mean, you know, and that's only a $50 meal, which um, according to a lot of readers, it's hard to eat out for $50 anymore, even, even like a fast casual restaurant. So, you know, all these things are taking a bigger chunk of your personal budget. Um, but, you know, one note I could add for uh, tipping is I, I did interview Mimi McCroskey, who, you know, she offers dining etiquette lessons at the Bridges School of Protocol in Denver. And, you know, her thing is the best answer is to tip whatever you can afford, you know, and. And as I close this out for today, you know, I just wanted to end on sort of a more positive note. You know, different the different things cause prices to go up. So that means different things can cause prices to go down. And if everyone remembers, egg prices aren't as high as they were a year ago. Colorado was struck by avian flu at a lot of the egg-laying um, farms. And that has pretty much recovered. So we're back to uh not having to pay eight dollars for a dozen eggs. Um I think I just bought a, a dozen for maybe two or three dollars uh, last week. So, you know, prices can go up and can go down, but um it's still it's still expensive to live in Colorado.
2: Right. And we're getting a lot of emails from our readers about how to bargain shop, which will be helpful. But yeah, you can
1: you can find the olds if
2: you have time to try. So
1: So thanks again, everyone, for joining us on this podcast. And if you want to learn more about our series, just go to coloradosun.com. We have a high-cost link on the homepage, and you can read the whole series. Um, And please keep in mind, we are continuing to add to this and also taking reader comments and exploring other topics on the cost of
0: Colorado. You can read more at coloradosun.com. Finally, here are a few stories that you should know about today. A four-day special legislative session ended with Colorado lawmakers cutting property taxes by $434 million and increasing taxpayer refunds for most Coloradans by redistributing money that would have gone to higher earners. Lawmakers also redirected $185 million in surplus tax collections to expand a tax break for low-income workers, approved $30 million in rental assistance, and authorized a summer meal program for low-income children that will bring in up to $42 million in federal funding. The changes came after Governor Jared Polis ordered the legislature into session after the failure this month of Proposition HH, a property tax relief measure rejected by 60% of voters. A Denver restaurant owner facing a spike in the cost of rice is considering the purchase of a $10,000 machine that will dispense equal amounts of rice to each customer. That might seem extravagant, but Mas Torito owns Kokoro, which serves 1,500 rice bowls per day in Denver and Arvada, and he sees a chance to save money in the long run, one grain of rice at a time. The investment underscores the economic pressure restaurants are under at a time when the cost of eating out in Colorado is up 28.2% from just three years ago. Visit coloradosun.com for the latest installment in a series about the high cost of Colorado. Outdoor recreation in the U.S. is now a trillion-dollar industry. A Bureau of Economic Analysis study shows outdoor businesses in 2022 earned $563.7 billion, accounting for 2.2% of the nation's gross domestic product and employing 5 million workers. Spending on outdoor recreation reached $1.1 trillion, a 19% jump from 2021. The study comes as federal lawmakers weigh a new bill that would champion recreation in federal land management plans, encourage private partnerships on federal campgrounds, support outdoor businesses, and help rural communities manage the impacts of recreation. For more information on all of these stories, visit our website, coloradosun.com. And don't forget to tune in again next time. The Colorado Sun is nonpartisan and completely independent. We're always dedicated to telling the in-depth stories we need today more than ever. And The Sun is supported by readers and listeners like you. Right now, you can head to coloradosun.com and become a member, starting at $5 per month for a basic membership, and if you bump it up to $20 per month, you'll get access to our exclusive politics and outdoors newsletters. Thanks for starting your morning with us, and don't forget to tune in again tomorrow.